Russian President Vladimir Putin virtually attending the Shanghai Cooperation Organization Summit and claiming Western sanctions against Russia are only making that country stronger. Joining us to talk about it is Elliot Tepper, professor in the Department of Political Science at Carleton University. Good morning to you, Professor. Thanks for being with us. Uh, good morning, Sue and Andy. Appreciate it. Let's start with this Shanghai Cooperation sure. Organization Summit today. What exactly is it and why is Putin even allowed to be there? Uh, he's one of the co-founders. China and Russia have set up an alternative international security organization to counter the prominence of all the others that are really Western-dominated. This was done a few years ago. It's expanded considerably in scope. A number of countries that you wouldn't expect to want to join have, in fact, joined, uh, including India, which is, has big disputes with China. Uh, and India, in fact, is... Uh, hosting major meetings now. So the the uh, purpose of all this is to for Mr. Putin to say to everybody there, look, we still have friends, we still have allies, we are not, and Mr. keeping in mind that this is Mr. Putin's first major appearance uh, since the mutiny or the revolt by Prigozhin, and he's there to say, I'm still in charge, uh, I still value my friends, I tell the world we have friends, and an important part of what this meeting is about, covered by uh, his comments there, is that a lot of the trade, 80% in that particular article, 80% of the trade among some of the big members, uh, China and India and Russia, is done in local currencies, that is, in rubles and in and, uh, the Chinese currency, the yuan. So sanctions can be avoided if because a lot of that depends on U.S. currency dominance. If you can avoid U.S. currency dominance, you can avoid sanctions, and that's what this meeting is intended to demonstrate. Professor, big picture. Uh, how would you explain and how can we break down the relationship between China and Russia and their role in the Russia-Ukraine war? Are they backing Russia, or do they have a real interest in bringing this conflict to an end? Well, China and Russia... Uh, had a, a, a plan that the bold attack by Putin to change the geopolitics of Europe was fully supported by China. That's quite clear. But they, China has officially remained kind of neutral on it, but it's neutrality in favor of Russia. The two of them are trying to overthrow American, Western, uh, NATO dominance of the international order, this was going to be a bold stroke to do so, and it's failed, as we know, because of you know, Kiev's stalwart resistance to the uh, takeover of the country and the elimination of Ukraine and the bringing of a duopoly, basically Chinese and Russian uh, geopolitical in interest right into the heart of Europe. But China, no matter how this works out, is a winner because for a long time the attention of the world was diverted away from China because of the Russian invasion. That has swung back a bit now. But if Russia wins, then China wins in this war. But if Russia does not pursue its goals effectively, then China gets stronger in the relationship, becomes an even more dominant senior partner in the relationship, with claims eventually on Russia's vast uh, natural resources. So China is a winner in a sense, but of course it would prefer to have a, uh, a winning strategy with Russia, and that strategy is failing. 
Professor, changing gears just a little bit, I wanted to ask you, it's been about a week now, what are the implications of that failed coup by the Wagner Group? You know, has that had an effect? Is that forgotten now? Have we moved on from that in terms of the war? No, I don't think we've moved on from it, but nor do we understand fully what what the impacts are since much of it is opaque. Uh, What we do know is that uh, Mr. Putin was actually challenged. He's... uh, I've been following the expert opinions on this very closely, and they're totally split on it. Uh, No, Mr. Putin is weaker. Uh, It's shown that he's vulnerable. His aura of invincibility is gone, uh, and you can start counting the days down until maybe Mr. Putin departs. On the other hand, uh, the opinion is, look, he was challenged. He beat the challenge. Uh, Sure, he looked a a bit weak at first. He has yet to uh, eliminate Mr. Prigozhin. Uh, but uh, it does show that he's really strong, and he could be there for years and years to come. So the expert opinion on what this means is uh, very much split because it's all conjecture. What we do know is that he was challenged, that uh, the Pogosian march for justice, as he called it, uh, was called off. One of the minor items that has not been covered, uh, I think, fully is that if anything good came out of all that for the West and for the world is that General Sorovakin, who was uh, an ally, apparently, of Mr. Uh, General uh, Mr. Fergozin, has apparently come under scrutiny. He may be replaced. He may be under arrest. This was the architect of the tragedies in Syria. He was the architect of the type of war we are seeing right now, Russia carrying on in Ukraine, break the will of the of the civilian population attacking hospitals and so forth if his elimination comes out of this as it'll be one concrete positive result but at the moment sue and andy we do not know completely what the implications are of this uprising will Pogosian survive it there's all kinds of side issues it's not just in mali and in africa but in libya where this money-making mercenary arm of the Russian government has has been playing a role. It's still very, very murky. But what's clear is that there is intra-elite dissension at the very top over the conduct of the war, even the purpose of the war. Prigozhin, as you know, now has famously said there was no need for this war in the first place. And the generals that he's opposing, uh, the people he's opposing, have blown it. So we'll have to see how all this works out. But clearly intra-elite dissension over the war has been made manifest by this uh, mutiny or this revolt or this statement of outrage by Prigozhin. Well, in the past week or 10 days, we did see Prigozhin and the Wagner group of this attempted coup. But would this be the only group that might be uh, looking to uh, make some internal change when it comes to Vladimir Putin? Or could there be others within uh, the ranks? This is so opaque. We know that uh, the term now is being used, uh, the term <laughs> clans. There's various clans, factions competing with each other, and that Mr. Putin has encouraged clan competition so that he remains on top, but eventually that clan competi- competition can bring him down as well. What we do know uh, is that the, the factions there are now going to come under increasing scrutiny. You can watch for a purge, uh, which will further divide and weaken the security and defense apparatus. The, um, the interesting thing for me to keep an eye on, two things I watch very closely, uh, are the uh, 
twin nuclear implications of this entire war. I think a long time ago, it's possible, I'm speculating here, that Mr. Putin's repeated threats to use nuclear force may have convinced a number of his own military people and the people closest around him that it's time for the old man to go because that is a threatening the nuclear annihilation of Russia itself. And the other thing is the accidental or deliberate use of the Zaporizhia nuclear power plants as, an, as a part of this war. Uh, there's a very serious and more imminent possibility that there will be a nuclear radiation leak out of the Zaporizhia power plant. And uh, there's now reports we're getting today, yesterday, that Russia has in fact mined mined uh, all of the power plants, uh, there's six of them, inside Zaporizhia. So uh, two nuclear threats are something I've been trying to follow very closely. We will probably check in with you again on this. Thank you so much for your thoughts this morning, Professor. Really appreciate it. Oh, it's uh, good, good to talk to you. Thank you. That's Elliot Tepper, professor in the Department of Political Science at Carleton University.